I could feel bad about the public tantrums or the waste of money, or I could recognize that this was my first time traveling internationally with three young children, and I may not have it all figured out yet. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Parenting Translator newsletter and podcast. I'm Dr. Kara Goodwin, and today I'm going to be talking about traveling with kids. So I'll be discussing why travel with children, um, some of the research on jet lag, and recommended products for travel, and finally, 10 tips I have from my own personal experience of traveling with kids. So I recently returned from a two-week vacation in France with my family, and my children are seven, five, and almost three years old. And I was 31 weeks pregnant at the time of this trip. Um, We visited Paris and Provence in the south of France, which I realize sounds very dreamy and magical, and it definitely was, but it was also exhausting and full of many of the same sibling fights and meltdowns that we experience at home, and actually maybe even more than usual due to jet lag and being out of our routine. Um, My husband and I love to travel, and we've always traveled with our children, um, literally from the first week of being parents. So my first child arrived very unexpectedly early while we were on vacation, and so even our drive home from the hospital turned into a six-hour road trip. So since that early experience, though, we haven't shied away from taking long drives or flights or complicated trips with our children. But there's no denying that traveling with kids can be challenging, to say the least. And unfortunately, the research provides us little guidance here, with the exception of some research on jet lag, which I will discuss. So today's newsletter will include both research and my personal experience from traveling with my three kids. So I'll discuss why travel with kids, the research on jet lag, um, products I've found to make travel easier, and 10 tips for traveling with kids. So first, why travel with kids? So many parents wonder before or after a trip whether it's even worth traveling with kids. And research does find some benefits associated with family travel, including improved well-being in parents and enhanced skill development in children. And research also finds that travel is associated with improved family bonding and communication. But these studies are correlational, meaning we don't know whether travel causes these positive outcomes or is simply associated with it. In addition, it's highly likely that you would reap the same benefits from a staycation that involves quality family time in your hometown if you can't afford to or don't want to travel. Um, Therefore, I would really advise families to avoid traveling simply to benefit their children. It may really only be worth it if you as a parent have a true passion for travel and want to pass this passion on to your children or if you have another compelling reason to travel such as visiting family or an important cultural experience. So let's talk about some of the research that we have on jet lag. So research, there is some research on helping to improve jet lag, although there isn't a lot of research on making travel in general easier with children. Um, So jet lag is the experience of fatigue, sleep difficulties, or feeling out of it that is associated with traveling to another time zone. Experts suggest that jet lag takes as many days to overcome as two-thirds of the number of time zones you crossed. So for example, on our trip, we crossed six time zones, 
which means we could expect it to take four days to recover from jet lag. And I would say that was about accurate. Research finds, this is really interesting, that jet lag seems to increase with age, um, suggesting that it may be easier for your children to adjust than it is for you as an adult, Um, although research hasn't directly compared adults and children. Um, Jet lag also seems to be worse when traveling to the east rather than traveling to the west. So this means that it would be harder to travel from the U.S. to Europe than from Europe to the U.S. And the research on jet lag is limited and mostly involves adults, but it does provide some suggestions that could help. So first, get a lot of light exposure during the daytime hours. So be outside in the sun as much as possible during the day. Research finds that exposure to natural light may be the best way to reset your circadian rhythm. Although artificial indoor light has an impact on adjusting your circadian rhythm, it is important to remember that natural outdoor light may be three times more powerful at doing so than artificial indoor light. Second, avoid artificial light and blue light in the evenings. So similarly, make sure you stay in low light and avoid light from electronics in the evening hours. Blue light from electronics may be extremely disruptive to your circadian rhythm and may suppress your own production of melatonin in the evening. So it's very important um, when you're dealing with jet lag to reduce your exposure to electronics in the evening. Research in adults also finds that melatonin is effective for treating jet lag with a recommended dose of 2 to 5 milligrams for up to 4 days after travel. But of course, you always want to ask your pediatrician before giving melatonin to your children. And the research on melatonin is really limited in children, and we mostly have a research in adults. So we don't really know the appropriate dosing for children. So again, be sure to consult with your pediatrician before trying melatonin. Keep in mind that there may be large individual differences in responding to jet lag. So research finds that different people respond very differently to jet lag, even in a controlled lab situation. One of your children may be fine and one may really struggle. Or Potentially more concerningly, your child may be fine and you may really struggle. Um, Finally, expect some tummy issues and changes in appetite with jet lag. Um, Children and adults may experience stomach pain, indigestion, constipation, and loss of appetite with jet lag. So just know that this is normal. Next, I would like to discuss some of the best products I have found for traveling with children. So a lot of us parents, myself included, address the anticipatory anxiety of traveling with kids by buying products that we hope to make travel easier. Of course, you do not need these products, but here are a few suggestions for the best products I have found for keeping children entertained and safe during travel. Um, And because Parenting Translator is a nonprofit organization, I can guarantee that these are not sponsored and simply based on my own personal experience. So first miniature magnet tiles. So I have bought the mini Picasso tiles on Amazon and they're something I always bring on trips. So my kids love um, magnet tiles. They're their favorite toy at home. And these are tiny, tiny magnet tiles. So you can fit a hundred piece set easily in a backpack with many other toys. Um, So this allows us to bring their favorite toys on trips and they play with it um, in the car, in the plane, 
while we're at our destination, it really is my most recommended travel item. Second, I would say Play-Doh. I really like the miniature Play-Doh kits that come with different sorts of items. Um, I've bought the ones from Young, Wild, and Freeman and um, Present Not Perfect. Um, But if you want a really good deal, you can buy those mini Play-Doh containers on Amazon or wherever, and they're just easy to throw in a backpack, and my kids never tire of Play-Doh. Water Wow is a great option for younger kids. So these are board books that are great for toddlers and young preschoolers. They just involve water. They're low mess, and you can easily refill them when they run out of water. Um, Another one I love are the puffy sticker kits from Melissa and Doug. These have different themes. They're reusable. They take up a lot of space, and my kids will play with them for a while. Um, A very simple suggestion is paper and crayons and markers. I always bring these for kids of all ages. They can create endless amounts of entertainment while taking up very little space in your kid's backpack. Some other toys that we always bring are an LCD writing tablet. So this is a non-electronic tablet that you can kind of doodle on and erase. My three-year-old to my seven-year-old Love this option. Um, Wiki sticks are another small toy that we always bring with us. So these are thin, small wax sticks that can be molded into different shapes and they allow for a lot of creativity and again, don't take up a lot of space. In terms of car seats, so I've always struggled with what to do about car seats when we're traveling um, by plane. So my kids' car seats are very heavy and bulky. And I found that the car seats provided by rental car companies are often outdated and you never know if they've been damaged damaged in an accident. So instead, I usually bring a travel car seat. So I bring this Costco travel car seat, which um, only weighs 10 pounds. And it's safe. It's approved by the FAA if you want to clip it into... um, into the airplane seat. So it's the Costco Sinera Next convertible car seat, and it is easy to install. It has good safety reviews. And so it's an option if you do have a heavy, bulky car seat at home. Another option that I recently found is something called the Ride Safer Travel Vest. And this is like a travel booster seat that is just a vest that is very compact and easy to travel with, and is a safe alternative to a booster seat when traveling with your child. Um, The final product I would recommend is a portable noise machine. So these are little small noise machines that you can clip onto the car seat and can easily be thrown in a suitcase without taking up a lot of space. Um, The one that I use is Yoga Sleep, which I found on Amazon, and it is something we always bring with us on every trip. So some tips for traveling with kids. So first, expect something or everything to go wrong at least once per day. So travel and children are both very unpredictable. And when you combine the two, you can expect something to go wrong or at least not go as planned um, at least once per day, in my opinion. So you can make plans and try to anticipate any challenges, but you can never do so perfectly. So I'm a type A planner. I do extensive research to come up with itineraries that I think will be fun for us, but my plans 
often fell through. It's just the nature of travel. It's the nature of traveling with kids. And this is an incredible opportunity to teach your kids about flexibility. So when your plans don't work out. So to make it more concrete for children, talk about it in terms of plan A, plan B, and even plan C, plan D if you need it. And if you know they may be disappointed when plan A falls through, discuss plan B and plan C in advance and make sure they are prepared for the change in plans and talk about how you will cope with the disappointment. Then model flexibility for them when the situation does arise and acknowledge that you can be both disappointed that plan A didn't work out and grateful for a plan B. Um, Second, give yourself a break. So sometimes none of your plans work and your children are all melting down and it seems like a huge disaster. So in these moments, it's important to give yourself some grace and remember that it's your first time traveling in this particular situation. So even if it isn't your first time at the location, it's probably your first time traveling to the location with children at the particular ages they're at. So for example, I learned on our trip that going to a very crowded art museum with a three-year-old, a five-year-old, and a seven-year-old at the end of a busy day was probably a mistake. And I could feel bad about the public tantrums or the waste of money, or I could recognize that this was my first time traveling internationally with three young children And I may not have it all figured out yet. So give yourself a break. Things will go wrong. Three, keep some of your routines and throw out some others. So travel often involves relaxing many of our routines. And it can feel nice for both parents and children to relax these routines. However, it can be helpful to keep at least a few of your routines in place. Um, For our family, the mealtime routine and the getting ready and the morning routine often looks really different when traveling, but we almost always keep the bedtime routine in place to the best of our ability. Um, We bring some a few paperback books from home with us, and we do bath time books and songs just like we do at home. We also usually keep the quiet time or nap time routine in place, and we keep that about the same as we do at home. Four, have one goal per day. So before having children, a trip may have involved many activities in one day. You could go to a mid-sized city and see all the sites, um, but with children, you have to adjust your expectations. So when we travel with our children, I try to have one goal in terms of an activity or a site to see per day. Um, It's tempting to want to do it all, but you might be setting yourself up for disappointment if you plan more than one big activity per day. Five, find local playgrounds or at least some open space to allow your children to let off some steam. So regardless of the location of your vacation, children sometimes just need a playground or at the very least some natural open space that allows for gross motor play. So one of my favorite tools for travel is an app called Playground Buddy. And this free app locates the nearest playgrounds in, I think, almost any country. And it often shows you a picture and provides some information on the playground. If your kids or you would like to find good hikes or walks nearby, another app that I use is called Trail Forks. And this app allows you to download trail maps in whatever region you are in for hiking and biking. And it allows you to avoid getting lost on the trail, which is very important as well. Um, Six, I would recommend eating picnics instead of eating out whenever possible. So if you have young children or children who are not used to eating out regularly, um, picnics either outside or on the floor of your hotel room 
can be a much more manageable and affordable option than eating out every meal. So I like to visit a local grocery store and pick out an assortment of kid-friendly foods such as bread, cheese, and fruit and lay out a towel at a local park or even the floor of the hotel room and kids will think it's fun and you will find it much more relaxing than trying to get them to behave in a stuffy restaurant. Seven, follow your kid's interest. Um, So instead of pushing your own interests, one of the most fascinating things about travel is seeing what catches your children's eye and what doesn't. So when you slow down and move at their pace, they have a chance to find what is interesting to them, which ultimately will help them to develop their own love of exploring and travel. Eight, allow downtime when needed. So sometimes children are just exhausted and overwhelmed and can't do any of the planned vacation activities and just need downtime or even a lazy day. So downtime can look different for every child. It may be watching a movie, reading books, or playing quietly in the hotel room. It can feel like a waste of a vacation day, but it can be very important for them. So nine, move at your children's pace, not at yours. So children have shorter (laughs) legs and less stamina than adults. They also naturally move at a slower pace. So try to embrace this slower pace and slow yourself down. Everyone will be much happier if the adults just accept the kid pace rather than pushing them to move at art pace. And finally, work in activities that you enjoy yourself that you can do with your children. So that although a lot of your vacation will be shaped around your kids, make sure you schedule in activities for yourself that make it feel like vacation to you. Um, So, you know, it could be going on hikes. It could be sitting while your kids play on the playground, reading a book and relaxing. It could be trying new food. Um, Just remember that it's your vacation too, and you deserve something that you enjoy as well. Thank you all for tuning in to this newsletter and podcast on traveling with kids. Please listen next week for more research fact tips for parents. Parenting Translator is a nonprofit organization, so all of these podcasts and the information they provide are given to you for free. If you would like to support our work, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review it. Thank you so much.